It's great to have Alex on the podcast. Thank you for joining me, Alex. I really appreciate you being here. Really delighted to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, I want to got you. I've been keen to get you on for quite a long time. Obviously, we have really enjoyable chats about all things to do with social media and branding. Um, and I've always been impressed by your kind of take on things and how proactive you are at getting things done. So this is really good, and I think you're going to deliver a lot of value to the audience and help them kind of when it comes to, you know, anything from getting clients to social media strategy to building a personal brand. Um, just briefly, what's your kind of, how did you get into this? It just a little, um, I guess, your origin story of how you got started. So the origin story kind of starts, I think, I think when I was really young and I started, uh, I had a, I had a taste for commerce. So uh, whenever I wanted to buy a new phone or, you know, my parents started buying me uh, electronics and whenever I wanted the next version, I would, uh, the internet was around. Uh, so I'm pretty young. I'm 24. And this was, I think I was 12. And um, I started selling uh, the, the past versions of the phones and consoles and stuff like that. I started selling them online, basically. It's just on, on sites similar to eBay and making yeah. money. And then, you know, I would go to my parents and say, um, I have 80% of the money. Will you fund the next 20% so I can get the the next version? And of course they would say yes. And I, that's uh, kind of like my favorite story to tell because that to me, uh, and by the way, I found about this, uh, you know, I, I started connecting the dots really in the past, I would say two or three years. So mm -hmm. I, uh, I kind of like, you know, I, I said to myself, this is really interesting. I didn't realize it then, but I had an, uh, an entrepreneurial mindset. I wanted to figure out how to sell stuff. So uh, a few years later, I was in high school. I was starting uh, different uh, projects that I was working on uh, while I was also studying. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I started, you know, not going to school to go to meetings uh, or, you know, just sit in a coffee shop and work on, on personal projects. And... I had, by the age of 20, I had two, let's say, two failed business attempts. And my biggest mm -hmm. struggle was always uh, getting people's attention and marketing. So I became obsessed with it. I started learning everything I could about, uh, you know, digital marketing, email, uh, SEO, search, uh, paid, paid social, um, Facebook, literally anything I could consume online, I would, uh, I would do it. And then I had the I had the amazing opportunity to partner up with uh, with uh, what later became my first client in the in the business that I run now. Um, that you know we kind of like made a put together a test campaign and it went really well. We used uh, we used social media and email to drive uh, to to drive sales. And really what that gave me was a validation that I was on the right path and that I had something good, you know, as far as, as far as knowledge and mindset and everything. And that was the really the starting point of my professional career, which is now I run a six people uh, digital marketing company called Killer Media. And we are 100% focused on, on social media uh, marketing. And yeah, I mean, to me, it, social media is just the internet. Right. Mm -hmm. Social media is just a, a, a very, um, very present uh, kind of platform uh, divided, you know, into the six to ten big platforms that own the space. And it's it's a platform where people's attention is really is really at a high level. People consume a lot of content. And I'm really passionate about, you know, how businesses like myself and then the clients that we work with can really drive uh drive business results using that that massive attention that social media has around itself and then you know there's other stuff as well like podcasts and amazon and other stuff like that shopify netflix all that sort of stuff i'm i'm looking closely at them so really to put it in a in a sentence i'm i'm really passionate about helping businesses entrepreneurs marketing managers of uh small medium enterprises uh really 
build build brand on these platforms and communicate so they can generate business results. I think it's a huge opportunity and I think it's a huge mistake if you're not doing it. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think it's kind of um it's funny that that phrase you said getting people's attention. I often talk to my kids about uh, they often use examples of nightmare children in school and it's like yeah they just want attention and it's kind yep. of I'm always I guess slightly dismissive of people who are attention seeking because they irritate me to death but actually like you said it's kind of if you can master that thing of getting someone's attention that's vital but it's also the way to do it and I noticed you see it a lot with kind of reality stars who lack a talent they kind of have to up the ante and, and be more outrageous to get your attention but at the end it kind of isn't the attention they necessarily want and they they get you know usurped by someone else who's prepared to go to the extremes and then they're forgotten and i think that's really tough because like i said once a minute you're popular and then you're just discarded and you're not quite sure why and you have no skill to really fall back on so i think what i'd do is i'd start there and go if i'm a freelancer uh and i want to get the attention of my clients what what tips would you give to do that because i've got my own opinions on how people are doing it but i'm now this is it that okay i'll get to the, the point I see so many people kind of doing it in a very, what I would call like passive way. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a hobby where they're trying lots of stuff and they're having small successes and they're small failures. But it, one thing I learned was if you want to get it done properly, you outsource it to someone who knows what they're doing and you actually focus on doing what you're good at so you can pay them to do what they're good at and the results are much, much better because I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So I see a lot of people kind of playing at it and enjoying it and thinking they're really good, the whole Dunning-Kruger syndrome thing. But it kind of drives me mad because it's so passive. It's like being on Instagram all day, claiming you're building a business when all you're really doing is just kind of, you're you're just digitally procrastinating. <laughs> so I want, I want more kind of actionable tips that are going to really move the needle from your point of view, from what you know works. So for a freelancer, my number one uh, tip would be in you know in regards to i mean the 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 general advice here with social is produce content and then distribute it right it's mm -hmm. it's it's that's the main strategy for everything right related to to social media i mean on a most on the most basic level right but the mindset that you produce the content with I think it's the most valuable part here. And the mindset is, how do you make people uh, not hire you? I okay. mean, how do you how do you create pieces of content that show people how to not hire you, right? And I, I mean, if you're a technical freelancer, that doesn't mean that you're going to start, uh, you know, teaching people how to code necessarily, but mm -hmm. you can be empathetic to the people that you're selling and you can try and solve their their problems that in a way that's not directly or you know hidden in a hidden way tied to you making a sale right because yeah when you're watching a show on Netflix uh, the show doesn't sell you anything right mm -hmm. it just provides ent entertainment for you right yeah and I think that's the, the, the most, the biggest mistake I see a lot of people, freelancers, businesses making is making everything very transactional, right? Like I was listening to this podcast, uh, right. A few, a few hours ago, I was, uh, commuting between meetings and, um, it said something along the lines that your, uh, you can have the idea that you're trying to provide value and that you're selfless, but you're mm -hmm. actually being selfish. A lot of people are being selfish because they're, you know, they're giving away 10 tips on how to optimize your website, but then you have to put in your email to download an ebook that goes to the, to an email funnel that tries to sell you the services of website optimization. Yeah. Right? Instead yeah. of, you know, just providing the best tips on how to optimize your website upfront in a way that's, you know, that actually maximizes consuming both, you know, in video form, audio form, written word, pictures, uh, whatever the, the form of communication is. But I really think that people should start. I mean, if you're a freelancer, you should really focus on helping as many people that you, you know, there are there are in your target demographics, just helping them out and telling them how not to hire you with the things that you 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 know they can do themselves 
Yeah. And on top of that, you know, just really focus on solving problems that they have, you know, like provide, uh, provide insights, provide knowledge, because it will come to you. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people listening will be like, what the hell is this guy uh, talking about? Like, I'm if I what if I give away my best stuff, people are not going to hire me afterwards. And I'm like, no, 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 you're exactly wrong. It's the other way around. When people see the kind of depth that you have and that if you're able to speak directly to a problem that they have, they will be even more inclined to hire you because you've you've kind of like demonstrated what you can do up front. And then you're, I mean, I'm a big fan and you know this, I'm a big fan of, of uh, creating as many opportunities for myself as I can. And I think social mm-hmm. is amazing for that because you can do so much as a human, right? You can have, you, 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 you can talk to as many people as you can talk as one person. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're recording those thoughts and those truths that you have and you're putting them in the, in the social platforms and you maybe you run ads uh, to get even more targeted attention, then you're doing basically the same thing that you're doing in person to as many people as you want. And I think that's really powerful. And I think that creates uh, creates uh, equity that you can trade on at, at a later point, right? And I, I think that if you're in a place where you can create opportunity for yourself through social media by providing value and you know, giving away your best stuff. Yeah. I think that, you know, you have to kind of trust that the the pieces will fall where they where they have to. Yes, I think that's a good point. I think, like you say, it's kind of the plan is to sort of put yourself out of business. So it's almost, yes. if I don't want to, so you, you almost, you have to imagine, well, I haven't got time to, to, to work with this client, but I can help them. So I'm going to give away, look, this is how I would do it. And I'm going to yep. tell you, and it's kind of like that should be easy to follow. Here's a couple of, you know, what, and you'd give them all the information and go, look, if you really get stuck, come back to me. But it's that thing of I'm almost wanting to send them away so they know how to do it. And as you said, that's counterintuitive because they're going to, you think, well, they won't come back. And I guess I'd agree with you. I think it's some people a couple won't. of points. Some people No, won't. of course, but they, there's no guarantee they would have bought for you in the first place. It's kind exactly. of exactly if they if they were always looking to kind of work out how to do it themselves, I don't think they were ever probably looking to buy from you. Um, and the appeal for a done-for-you service is, is huge. And like you said, they're always going to assume you know more. And, I guess the- and you're putting in, you know, positive points for yourself with that person, right? Because yes. if, if if they're a do-it-yourself kind of person, maybe they come across someone or you have, they have a friend that needs and, is you know, he doesn't want or she doesn't want to uh, do it themselves. And they recommend you, right? It, it's Yeah. So I think what- bringing, bringing value is a good idea. <laughs> yes no no that's i think i i agree with you i think it's um but my i guess, I guess this is where i'm going to just uh ask questions that are you of know course. come into my mind uh two things would always be kind of at one at what point are you more open about trying to get the sale because we all see we can all see when we're being put into a sales funnel and how crap that is and but it's this thing of am i missing out by not asking for the sale so the first question would be when should you pivot to ask for the sale because you need more money? And also how long, is there a period where you maybe have to save, say a little nest egg before you go on this sort of value crusade? Because if it's if you're playing a longer term game, you're gonna to need to, the, the need to make money to sustain you is crucial. Um, so that'd be the big point of like, when when do I ask for the sale? And how do I comfortably go about investing in this strategy and playing the long game, what do I need to survive that? What would you say? So I would say uh, marketing and sales are very different things. Okay. So um, I think of it like this. Marketing in any form, be it you, you buy a billboard on the highway or mm-hmm. you make flyers that you give out to people or you speak at a conference that you somehow end up speaking at. Or you go to a networking event where you pitch your business to 100 people or 10 people. Or you do social media marketing and you create videos and pictures and written words and audio around the 10 to 15 to 20 things that you're passionate about. And you create your, you know, you create your own framework. That's awareness, right? That's, That's reputation for me, right? Yeah. Sales is a whole nother, whole different thing, right? With sales, what you need to do is 
focus is find people that have problems and solve them, right? Demonstrate that you can, you can mine the gap between the problems and the desired state that they have. Those are two very, two very different things. I just want to put it out there because too many people confuse marketing and, you know, digital, digital marketing and social media with sales. Of course, they're, they're related. The same yeah. way you as a salesperson will have better sales performance if you have a better reputation, right? Yes. So if, you've, yeah. if you're a sales guy that invested 10 years into his network and relationships, yeah. you're, you have a good reputation. You've been marketing and communicating for 10 years, yes. but then you still have to sell. It's not like if you're if you're not if, if you're not engaging prospects in a sales process, which is again, you know, really I think it comes down to finding problems, you know, that you can solve and then demonstrate, you know, make make the prospect aware that he has that problem. Yeah. And then demonstrate through authority and you know expertise and case studies and all that stuff that you are the person that sh they should hire to help them solve the problem. But mm -hmm. sales and, rep and and marketing are two very different things. So what I would say to someone looking to, I mean, they're equally important. Yeah. I think sales is the number one absolute thing for anyone. Yeah. I also think that a lot of freelancers are getting screwed up because they don't understand and or they don't like selling. Yes. Right. And I think that's a vulnerability for them because they're really focused on the work mm -hmm. and they, they, they became freelancers because they thought that would mean, oh, now I have no boss. No, you have the, yeah. you have the worst boss in the world, your bills yes. and your kids and your family and your wallet and yourself really. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so you got to start making the sales or at least asking for them because if you don't, no one else will. 100%. I mean, you have to get good at sales. You have to get good at sales. I think that's the life uh, lifeline of any business. And I think you can do what I've done for the past, I think, three years because in the first year I was not really, you know, uh, going at it. I was like more, you know, learn, figuring stuff out in the four years, four years that I've uh, built and run this business. But yep. in the in the the past three years, I have been able to get the company from uh, from nothing really to the place where it hires six people. It makes um, it makes an interesting amount of revenue per year. Yeah. It has you know it has attracted an investor, which is really awesome. So I've I've managed to do that through sales. And I've managed to do that with zero social media marketing. It's funny. I know uh, I've, I've actually done zero social media marketing myself for me, you know, for my business. Yeah. Uh, I, of course, you know, that's a that's a weak spot for me and I'm trying to fix that. But I've been focusing on finding prospects, finding people, meeting people, basically, and yeah. having conversations with them around their problems, their business issues. And then... I was good enough to make them believe that I am the right person that they should hire to solve their problems. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I so think that's, that's, that's number one. I think that's, you know, that's how you, you make the sale and with, with, um, with how that ties into social media, I think that as long as you can put off asking for anything, I think the better. Because if you're just starting out, if you've, you know, you're, this is the moment for you or like this guy that I have no idea who he is, Alex Kellerman, right? Uh, and I'm listening to this podcast. I'm hearing this miraculously for the 147th time that I should focus on creating value on social yeah. media. Yes, and, we've all heard this, the death, this word value. It's yes. almost like... I'm sick of it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like, it's just a cliche. It's like hustle. So this is, yeah, this is good because I, we all know, appreciate, create value. And I think you've given us a good steer on what that should be, which is like a, an overlap of what do you, what are you knowledgeable about or talented at? Yep. And what are your clients' problems? Is there an overlap? And it would be probably just going, 
look, if a client came to me with this problem, this is how I'd solve it. And that mindset of I'm almost going to give you the answer so you can leave me alone. You know, not dismissive, but just kind of like you have that point of view where you've got, yep. you're not looking to uh, make the sale. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. So the, so the, so I want to get, because this is really interesting because you, because again, you're talking about sales, which I understand. And we're, and I'm crap at sales. No one likes making that transition. And I read too I, I many. Hate, I'll give you a secret. Oh, yeah, I, go on, I, uh, I hate sales. Yeah. I hate sales. But I'm a really good salesperson for myself because I, I figured out that I need to create a, a framework where people uh, come to me. Right. And I can only create that through uh, through reputation and through providing as much value, you know, creating as much opportunity as I can for myself, basically. So, so is that that's basically being visible, taking meetings? Because you're, you're very, you know, always exactly. meeting meetings, networking. So it's very much putting yourself out there. Yep. And as you say, you're doing this very much in person in your own ecosystem, like where you, where you live and work and, yep. and everything. Yep. And then digitally, you can amplify that message when you jump on board. Of course. I think I think it's very common that the expert in the business doesn't do that for themselves. I know that when I have to brand myself or anything to do with me, it's appalling. I hate doing it and I'm crap at it. Um, but what I want to, yeah, this is, so, okay, so I want to I wanna think back to really getting some nitty gritty because I've seen, I, I can't really tell at times between a sponsored post on Instagram or Facebook and a native post because everyone on there is selling themselves in some form. You can just see it, hear it coming. It's like a wave rising. It's like, here we go, here we go. Yes, and there's the call to action. There's the bullshit you're signing me up to. There's the there's ebook. The, there's the yeah, you know course. it's coming. Like, you know, you're yeah. going to shove me in that, you know, Russell Brunson funnel <laughs> and all this kind of rubbish. And I hate it. And I'm kind of like, I hate those platforms because it is all promotional. They've kind of blurred with LinkedIn, where we're all proud to have been award, you know, nominated for and, and all this kind of humble bragging nonsense. So what I want to know is a couple of things. So one is, um, and I'll work through this, but we're going to say, so maximize the awareness. So if I'm doing this, if I want to go, right, I want to provide value in inverted commas and I want to find out and I want to do that. There is a point where I've got to go, I can handle creating content around what my clients are struggling with. Um, and at some point I'm going to ask for the sale. So we're going to have to work out how I factor that in. But until then, because I'm avoiding it as a freelancer, I'm much more comfortable just giving rather than taking. Uh, one quick question would be, how do you find out about your clients' problems? I mean, I, it might be easy, but this is always a good one to kind of know. You read sales books on how to, <laughs> on how to sell. <laughs> That's I just mean, the driest books in the world. Sales books on selling. <laughs> I can't. You'd it's be like, surprised. Oh. You'd be surprised. I've, I'm going to make some. Can I recommend books? Yeah, yeah, please, because I've read some and I'm like, I, even the audio book, which is being read to me, and I'm like, oh, so dry. Really good sales books, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we got Fanatic, uh, Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blunt. I assume yeah. you'll put links in the, in the show notes. Um, I will do. I'll get you to send them to me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> then there is um, New Sales Simplified by a guy called yeah. Mike Weinberg. And then mm -hmm. there's this book that I'm actually consuming right now, which is called uh, Gap Selling by a guy that okay. goes by the by the stage name Keenan with a K and double E. Okay. Um, and then I think there's also a really good book by Ryan Serhant, the famous uh, real estate broker in New York, has oh, a yeah. book, uh, Sell It Like Serhant. Yeah, and the audio. I've, I've all, all of these I've listened to, and uh, I've, you know, I've also bought the print version or PDF to go back and you know re-study some some uh, concepts. But I think these are really good uh, sales books for anyone looking into how to prospect, how to do discovery meetings, how to have you know a sales story, how to position themselves, how to conduct a sales call how to, you know, how to create a pitch deck, all, all that stuff. And I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of other stuff, uh, on, uh, on YouTube and in podcast form of, from, uh, you know, around sales, yeah. but I would, I, I've consumed those in the past year and a half and they've really impacted the way I, the, the way I sell. And I think it's really good, but mm -hmm. you know, let in in uh, in trying not to make this uh, this conversation uh, really pure, you know, purely orient, uh, oriented to sales, 
yeah, I, yeah. I think um, I think that when you're uh, when you're speaking to someone, I think that you know the simplest way of uh, trying to figure out their problems is to just ask them, right, and yeah. not make it not make it feel like you're running, you know, a CIA interrogation. Like, tell me about this and you tell me about that. Tell me about that. You know, you oh, can so not to do that. Okay. That's yeah. Not to do that. You know, you don't, you know, it's like being like waterboarding people and stuff. I, I, you know, I got the answers admittedly, but it's quite time consuming. <laughs> if you're going to, if you're going to come into a meeting with someone that, you know, barely knows you because you're having a discovery meeting, right? You're just, you know, Hey, this is me. Hey, this is you. Uh, yeah. And then you go on and you, you just you know hammer down with questions like tell me what's your turnover how many employees do you have and you just you know bash them in with like 25 questions that will feel like a cia interrogation instead what i think people should start uh doing is uh ask more open-ended questions like you know can you introduce me to how you're getting clients right now, right? Can you give me a little bit more context about how you're uh, processing your leads right now, right? Yeah. Let's say you're a freelancer that helps people automate their CRM software, let's say. Yeah. Let's just say that, right? And you would, you would talk to salespeople and maybe uh, sales managers or, you know, even uh, CTOs at different companies, and you would, you know, you're trying to genuinely uh, learn more about their situation, right? And, yeah. and and I think that the second component to this is really pay attention to what they're saying, you know, because oftentimes we're we're listening just to get the opportunity to talk again. And yeah. uh, I think that it's really important to kind of like, you know, listen as carefully as possible when you're genuinely trying to learn something about other people's uh, situations because sometimes they tell you a lot of different problems but um that you that that you know you're not realizing that they're telling you that right you're really yes. focused on you know waiting for their answer so you can ask more or you can speak so i think it, that, it comes down that to that sense. yeah yeah and also it's kind of what you're saying about when it's taking the pressure off yourself so you're not trying to get the client for business you're not trying to make the sale yeah. So as you say, it's kind of you're going into a meeting, even with someone who isn't a client or someone who might be, but it's you're genuinely going, look, I'm just here just to just learn a little bit more about them and I'm not going to force the situation. I'm just going to gather information, as you say. And I think exactly that's what I did when I was, you know, when I was looking at doing a branding course, I did that. I sat on calls with people. I asked people, have you got five, you know, 20 minutes to have a chat about it? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's kind of, I think, like you say, it's um, being able to just, ask people directly you know take them for a coffee and just find out what they're struggling with i think is probably not a bad thing i'm also curious to know like so so actionable tips you've given us a good list of of people to sort of read to improve the whole discovery selling process this is like, this is in a funny way turned to uh you know a discussion about how to you should title the podcast how to sell more <laughs> no no it probably will be that i always struggle with titles no because this is um i really respect your opinion and the fact that you're 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 practical it. about it you're doing it do you know what i mean that's the difference it's like i am yep. i'm the worst for like building things and then never turning them on and walking off because i'm bored because <laughs> i'm an idiot like that but I, what i would like to know is and again it's like these are questions i'm probably going to ask you off mic because i'm looking forward to working together but of course if i'm setting up okay so what are the things that i can be doing so the two questions is before i start what do i need to do to set up in my business Mm -hmm. or my freelancing setup that is going to help me capture the interest. So if, I, if I'm, if we do a fishing analogy, I need to basically make sure I've got my bait, my net, and I'm going to go fishing. So what do I need to set up on my website so I can capture leads? Is there any, so the top three things I need to set up or my, my website must have, or my social media presence must have to maximize this before I start. And then I'm going to ask you what's the top things I can start doing today that is going to give me kind of like a kickstart on promoting myself and building, you know, generating this value. I think that's an interesting question. Uh, and it, thank you for it. If, first thing that comes to mind is the way I've been able to generate, you know, sales and really, you know, I think that sales are a direct result of, you know, the, the, 
the way I've structured conversations with other people and the way I've been able to influence or and persuade them to hire me, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that I've been able to um, also, you know, I have a list right now that I'm working on of probably like 25 things that I want to create content about and I'm, you know, typing it out and I want to make this uh, professional uh, content product, media product that I'll use to market our own company. And I've, I've got all the inspiration for that through real world situations that I've encountered talking to people, right? Struggles yeah. that I've, that I've seen, um, mindsets that I believe are not in their best, um, you know, they, they're not they, the way they think about social or digital is not going to help them long term with their efforts. And, you know, generally my, my, my POV on different situations that I've encountered, where I'm going with this is, I think that the first step anyone looking to set up shop and communicate, generate awareness and then sell is know your target, know your customer, okay. know your uh, target demographic, know who, I mean, and when I say no, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, uh, 20 to 35 year old males that are no. working in a corporate job because that's like half of America, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, have conversations with people that you're interested, you know, in getting more sales from, uh, trying to put yourself in a position where you're learning as much as you can about the people that you want to sell to. Yeah. And you can also do that online. You can do it through, you know, speaking of what you can do from today, you can yep. go to Twitter and search for I am struggling with I have a problem with this. Do you know someone who can fix this? Right. And it will come up with some search results. You can also do that by reading comment sections on industry uh, thought leadership. Right. So yep. you go to websites like, you know, business insider, entrepreneur or whatever you're, you're dabbing in. Right. I'm, I'm just throwing out examples here to make it a little bit more concrete, but read the, the comment section of really well, you know, position articles that have a lot of traffic because people often, you know, they ask questions in there, they share struggles, they give their own points of view that you can act on. And I think really, if you invest uh, as much time as you can in learning about the, the specific problems and situations that your customer has, I yeah. think that's really the first thing that you should do. And then you can also do this by your, you know, your, your own intuitive guessing, right? What I call yeah. it educated guesses, right? Yeah. If you are someone that has experience in let's say like yourself in branding you if i can ask if i ask you at any given point you're going to be able to pinpoint maybe 3 to 5 main you know issues that people who need your services have right cuz you just yeah. know them you have that depth of of experience right but the more you can you know be really in tune and speak your customer's language uh, and really get to know their problems, I think that you're going to have a really powerful position, right? Because what that translates into is step number two is what is your story, right? What, mm -hmm. And I think your sales, your, your, you know, generally your story could be something along the lines that you, who do you help, right? Yeah. What kind of, what, why do people generally come to you? Mm-hmm then uh, the, maybe mention the success you've had or uh, with a different company in, in, in your industry or, um, you know, mention the two or three main services that you have that have helped similar companies. And then mm -hmm. if you can word that in a way that is in your process or your, your potential customer's own words or they can resonate with that, yeah, I think that's, you know, that's why you need to take step one instead of step two. 
right? I think that's right. I know that, for, so to give an example would be um, if you're doing branding and you think hospitality, I've worked in that industry, so yep. I know, yep. you're immediately, your, your initial thought as an educated guest would be um, to attract more customers, to get more people through the door. You know, and of course, that's, 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 a, that's true. But one of the biggest problems in hospitality is staff churn and, and retention. So yep. actually, from a brand point of view, you want to dig a little bit deeper and build um, a more meaningful sort of brand culture and purpose that is going to uh, keep people around and attract people to you. So actually, your focusing internally is probably equally as important as attracting customers. But like I say, you wouldn't know that until you chat to restaurant managers and hotel managers exactly. and they would tell you, yeah, you know, chefs are a nightmare. We keep losing staff because that's where the headaches come from. So if you can help them solve that problem, as well as the kind of more educated guest problems, then you're going to immediately start to separate yourself out. And like you say, when you work your story in, if you've got any experience or uh, or you've um, worked in hospitality or you've worked for brands in hospitality, that's relevant to the audience. 100%. They're going to appreciate that. Terminology, inside language, they'll also appreciate. But as you say, the, the problems you're solving are much more specific because you've done the research, because you've helped them. And again, this specificity of sort of demonstrating that we, you're committed to serving that that demographic or that audience. It doesn't have to be industry-specific, but just there. So you, you can identify specific problems they're having, which are a little bit deeper than the most. And I think, I think that gonna help. one thing that pe- people should think about when, you know, telling their story or uh, really emphasizing uh, why they're the, the best choice is don't forget about your points of differentiation, right? What is okay, that... Yeah one thing that really makes you special really yep. makes you special and you know that you know other people in the in the uh in the same industry don't have and sometimes sometimes the thing that makes you different is your own unique situation your own unique expertise and you need to convey that right and if you can't find it or you don't think you have one or you don't know what do you do then I would I would tell them exactly what I just told five seconds ago is everyone has a point of differentiation. It's there at, at the most basic core. It is their story, their yes. you know their point, their situation, right? Like no no one else has the same experiences and the same life, right? That I've had up until this point, and I can yeah. use that to my advantage, right? So, okay, that makes sense. That's good. Yeah, because I just want to, um, the other thing would be maybe you develop a process which is unique to your business as well. I'm just thinking these yeah, are points course. where people are actionable. So that would work as well. The way you work or the system you use to get your work done, if you wanted to sort of like, like the uh, brand script from StoryBrand, you know, that's yes. the thing, isn't it? Yes. Having that system is what makes him stand out, you know, outside of whatever his story is, how he came to do that. Yes, okay. but I found that I've struggled with this myself like what is my point of differentiation in a market that apparently is uh, saturated right there's a lot of mm-hmm. digital marketing companies but i think it, you know i've been able to pinpoint a few things right and for us um it's you know having media and creative under the same roof and then it's having my own unique entrepreneurial uh background right my yeah. entrepreneurial dna and that gives us our uniqueness because we're yeah. built, we're, we're built as a company, the the same way that you know I've I've been intuitively acting right based on my past experience. So there's no one out there that you know failed in two businesses and then got engaged in a in a partnership and grew it to from zero to three hundred k in in revenues in two years. Right? There's no yeah. one out there that that did that. Right? No. So that's my point of differentiation at, at the most basic level. Yes, that makes sense. And so if, because uh, I know obviously, um, just to follow up, so you've given us good back book recommendations, <laughs> tips on how to get to know your customers and then how to stand out for them. What things do I need to set up before I get started? So basic kind of more technical things that are maybe quick wins that you I could be doing. I mean, um, I think that when you're building your website, I think that you should apply what I said in, in you know, speaking your your potential customer's language. If yeah. you can, if you can have the headline that says, you know, uh, quote unquote, I will solve this problem for you, Mister yes. Customer. 
I yeah. think that it, you, if you can make it as specific as possible, that's yeah. the best thing. Then uh, I think it's really practical if you have a lot of, uh, especially if you have a, a depth of experience in, in, in a particular area, like let's take you, for example, you have a lot of knowledge in the hospitality space and then also branding, right? Yeah. That's, that's kind of unique, you know, that's a special combination. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you have, if you can come up with 10 to 15 struggles that you know that you know restaurant or hotel owners have yeah and just film or write or record uh, on your you know iphone recorder your point of view on those i think that that is the most low-hanging fruit that everyone can can grab right i think that's yeah. the most basic thing that can do to get them starting on creating content and distributing on the five to seven platforms, right? So it's just give your opinion. Simply don't overthink just, it. Just go. This yeah. I know this is an issue. This is yes. how I would deal with yes. it if I was in charge. Yes, like you said, right? You you pointed out that hotels have a problem with staff retention. Yeah. I if I were you, I would probably you know get grab a mic or you know grab a piece of paper or digitally write it or grab a you know a camera and record it on video. I mean, j just to make a quick, uh, quick point here, the, the, the way you communicate is sh you should take advantage of that, right? If you're not comfortable on video, that's not an excuse to not communicate, right? Yeah. If you're like me and you're, I don't know how, if people are going to see me or not, but you know, I'm not the most fit person. I'm a little bit fat, right? If you're like me and you're, I'm comfortable with that, you can just record audio. No will, yeah. you will look at you or you can just write it out, right? And yeah. all this bullshit that, you know, articles are dead or video is the new thing and everyone should be doing video or voice is the new thing and everyone should be doing voice. I mean, there, there's never a, an absolute, right? Video has always been here. Audio has always been here. I mean, visual communication, not video, right? Yes. People used to, you know, paint in the caves. Uh, and then uh, written word has always been here. It's yes. the three forms of communication that have been around forever and will be around forever. You should think about, you know, picking one and then using that form to deliver your unique perspective on a concern, challenge, or problem that you know your target demographic has and that in a way that provides as much value to them as possible. And that's your starting point. And that's, you know, that's your number one thing. And then you can, you know, you can get more technical and uh, you can go into researching how to run Facebook ads to get, you know, males between 20 and 35 to engage with your content. Or you can, you know, you can learn how to contact influencers to do a sponsored post with your product or you can learn all these technical things it, yes. on a website that's really amazing it's called google yeah right <laughs> but i really want to drill down the mindset and you know trying to not give people a way out of starting right do you know what i think yeah, i was thinking i think you're right if you record to video the good thing is that it's going to get you used to doing that because it's yep. not easy. No one likes it. If you don't like the way you look and on this camera, Screw it. They, they won't see this camera, but I think I look like Megamind with my massive forehead. <laughs> but um, you, you, you go, okay, I don't like the way I look, so I'm just going to keep the audio, which Perfect. is great. And then I can actually send the audio to like rev.com and get it transcribed for me. Yep. So that I've got the, so like you start with a video and you get the audio and the, and the written content as well so it's like three and one so it's like why wouldn't you start on your phone somewhere quiet you know like you said that's that that'd be the way to go because the more you can overcome that thing of being on camera um and i i agree with you it's it's always that thing of don't worry about being good be helpful and speak your truth and actually everyone overlook after a few seconds people don't care what you look like if what you're saying is actually really good and so i'm gonna give be, you know, I'm, I'm i'm gonna give a really good tip as well on how to get attention you know because people are going to ask themselves okay i'm gonna 
uh, record these, uh, let's just say they record 10 points of view that they have on 10 specific yes. customer problems. And they're going to be like, how the hell yeah, how do I, I get people to you get, how them do I to get care? people to care? Right? Yes. Well, this is where the, the beauty of uh, digital, you know, marketing and sales uh, is right now, because if you are a freelancer that does branding, you probably have a general idea of the kind of people that, you know, make decisions mm -hmm. of purchase around that service, right? Yeah. So if it's a hotel and restaurant owners, why don't you go ahead and go to LinkedIn and search restaurant owner or, you know, founder at or top 50 restaurants in insert your city yeah and find out who the owners are and connect them on linkedin and try to engage with them right don't spam yeah. them don't spam them say hello thank you for connecting i hope you're having a great day how is your day going right i was wondering if you know you'd be you'd have two minutes to see you know, or to listen to, or I've created this two minute uh, clip or audio bit that, you know, I, I'm help, I'm trying to help restaurant owners like you. Mm -hmm. And so I created this, would you be so kind into giving it a listen or, you know, watch it or read it and tell me how it, you know, if you're, uh, if you're in the same situation or you have a similar situation, right? And you can do that. You can but that is, see, for me, that's the perfect nutshell of what you've said of you're providing value, but it's clearly a sales conversation, but it's not hidden. So it's like, look, I'm trying to help you people. Yep. I think this might be helpful. I'd love to get your feedback. So you're doing the market research of is this resonating? Is it working? Am I on the right track? Exactly. And then you're you engaging can do that. with them. You can they do get that the value. With, with 50 people. And but also, the, the, whenever that problem crops up, they're going to think of you because, like, yeah, that guy, he did say, and that's the third time this week or, I've thought of this. Or so you're, then, you know, you're, you're going to hit, don't you? Or you're going to yeah. hit. You're like, holy shit, this guy knows exactly what my what I'm, you know, going mm. through. I'm going through hell right now with uh, with my team. I had to replace it, ten ma ten managers in the past year. Wow, right? But because, also, if they do it and it works, like yep. you say, it's even better almost because they're going to associate that success with. Well, he said it would work. I did what he said. It worked. And already, like you know, say it's this, the different levels of winning favor and increasing your reputation. And like you said, it's there's another guy who I want to get on called Raj Katecha, and he says that when he does a Facebook Live, the level of information is kind of it's you give it away, so it's really valuable and practical, but easy to remember. So it's kind of even if it's a tip or something, his thing is like if they were saying it, they could remember it enough of it to tell someone else and sound smart, and then they'll come back for more because it's like I can I can process it when it's too high level people zone out and when it's too general they just think oh this i've heard all this before so yeah. there's that kind of sweet spot between being knowledgeable and helpful which again is achievable because you're not kind of go super deep on a subject because it alienates people so yeah i love that approach is a really like say practical but also you're moving the needle with that thing because you're, you're making connections exactly with who you want to work with two things uh it's one don't forget to be a human being be yep. authentic Right. Just because it's digital, it doesn't have it doesn't mean you have to be a total jackass right? Yeah. <laughs> and do yeah. things that are, don't make any sense. Because I think, you know, a lot if you ask anyone if they're going to go on on the street and if they're a uh, uh, male, if they are willing to go up to a female and say on the spot, they have no idea. They never met. Will you marry me now? they will probably say, you're, you're crazy. I'm not going to do that, right? Yeah. But, but then why are you doing the same behavior in the digital space? Because it's basically, yes. you know, when you're, when you're spamming someone on LinkedIn with like, hey, this is me and this is, you know, this is my business and I want to work with you and you should work with me. And I'm like, yo, bro, you haven't even introduced yourself. Well, it's I, a template, isn't it? They just they just send yeah. out pre-written scripts, and as you say, we're humans. We're wired to dissect whether this is bullshit I mean, or not. Use, and use you know the, it is, don't you? Use the knowledge, use the scripts, but use them wisely, not yeah. mindlessly. 
Not yes. there's no, and I think that this comes from people thinking that the script or the the technique or the the thing is gonna give them a shortcut, and there's never a shortcut. No, and there's I think I, I can absolutely agree no place for shortcuts. The script use, use is technology. There. The script is there to help you, not to make yep. you sound like a stupid robot. Yes. <laughs> no, I couldn't agree more. That's really good. So, um, yeah. So, well, like I said. I appreciate it because you, you've got to head off, but thank you for your time. What I might do is I might set up a Q&A with the people in the group and they can ask you more questions. Of course, we can do like but a I, I really appreciate. Yeah, that would be great because I, I, I think the sales side of the business is crucial and it's finding mm -hmm. a balance of a way that is kind of getting started where I feel comfortable that actually I can execute on this and it's not going to disrupt my workflow. And I'm kind of, I'm getting out there and I'm actually being a bit more proactive. I'm connecting with people. And again, it's. I think this is important. So those are great tips and great books, and I'll um, I'll put all the links in the in the group, um, and so we can get that out there. But thank you, Alex. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and I'm making myself available for the people in the in the education group or you know in the community. You can uh, you can uh, feel free to ask any questions. Thank you for listening to me for almost uh, an hour. And if you want to find me, then I think. Nowadays, I'm really in love with uh, LinkedIn. So Alex Kellerman on LinkedIn, and I'm I'm on LinkedIn a lot. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn at least an hour a day. So oh, that, wow. that, that's okay. a lot. I'm using it yeah. for business development as well, but I'm in there. So yeah, in there. thank <laughs> you. Find it. Thank no, you man, so I appreciate much it. And like I said, we'll set something up. And um, as always, thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and, you know, drive safe. I hope you had fun walking the dog or running the treadmill, <laughs> wherever you're listening. Yes. All right. Cheers, mate. Bye. Cheers, guys.